Okay. This is what happened. All right, this was in college. Now look, I'm not proud of this, but it happened, so I'm sharing. That's why I'm doing the show. Uh, we were playing Tecmo Bowl, I believe. Uh, it was three of us, and we ended up talking about either football or hip hop or something. So it was just me, my best friend, and another guy that he grew up with. You know, his friend that came down to the campus to visit. So, you know, I ain't really know him. He's a cool guy, though. So, we were talking, and he said something crazy, just like to the left. I think he was. I think he was talking bad about something like a team or a song or something. So you know how people, how people get mad or sometimes even just you know playing and say, "Yo, you say it again, I'm gonna slap shit out you," you know, or something to that effect, right? Well, <laughs> he kept saying whatever it was, and and I said, "Hey, say that again, and you know, I'm gonna smack you." So he did, and I smacked him, <laughs> like, hard. Now look, it was a reflex, you know. <laughs> you know, like a lonely child. Okay. But look, I did say that I would, you know. The funny part is, I did it, and he and my, my best friend were in such shock. <laughs> Nothing was said, no fight happened. <laughs> Nothing was said about it. It was quiet for like two minutes, and and I think we just went along with you know business as usual. He didn't say what he said again though. <laughs> I think like later on that year, supposedly he was looking to fight me or had a gun or something. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. We squashed it. And look, obviously I'm still here, and we're cool. The last time I saw him, we we hung out. So you know, it's years later and it's funny now. Even though it was funny to me immediately after. <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. It's the NES show. All Nintendo everything. Where my, my guest at bmoan54. You know, so we're gonna uh, come on with the come on, and get down with the get down, uh, eight bit style. So uh, hit my theme music before I slap you. <laughs> Only, only you, you, will understand and appreciate what's about to happen. Now this goes down to my people's representing me, a smooth operator operating correctly. Now this goes down to my people's representing me, eclectic relaxation. Now this goes down to my people's representing Rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. E. You conceited bastard. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. I'm to introduce myself. You want the man. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. You said I'm not to eat. You want to make it burn. Most critically acclaimed Pulitzer Prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator. I went, I step up in the place. They know I step correct. Girls, rub on your titty. Got the head, not shit that make you break your neck. E. Look good, but fuck ugly. My attitude is all fucked up and real shit. I got you stuck off the realness. We be the infamous. Girl, I'm gonna break it down so you can see. I speak clearly so you can understand. E. 
dopest, flyest, OG pimp, hustler, gangster player, hardcore motherfucker living today. To be honest, I am totally and completely on his dick. You know, I didn't have a NES when it came out like everybody, you know. No Rob, no Gyromite, no Mario. My dude had it though. I remember like every Christmas we'd make the call to see what the other person got. And he called like, yo, I got a Nintendo. I was like, uh, what's that? <laughs> but it was it was mad loud over there. I guess he had a crowd of family uh, and everybody was over there playing. I was jealous after I saw the commercial and knew what it was. Uh, <laughs> I ain't even get over to his house for like three weeks to see it either. It was like New Year, you know. Now, I could have got one. I remember for my birthday or something, but I wanted to be different, you know. <laughs> I remember we went to Toys R Us and they had like the glass display case. And you see the Nintendo and, and the Light Zapper and Hogan's Alley and Duck Hunt and everything. But next to it was this black and red you know, system with an all-black gun and black controllers. You know, it looked like the NES, but not really. So I was like, nah, nah. No one got that joint. I want that, you know. So that was the Sega Master System. You know, you know I thought, one, it was all black and fresh. That was the word. Don't judge my slang. And it had the gun. It ran the game cartridges. And it had a slot for these cards that was games you know i looked at the back of the games was like yeah i'm copping this joint because you know i wanted to have something nobody else had i remember my friend though that had the nintendo came over like why you know because it came with hang going the motorcycle game and safari hunt and see like uh like nintendo had duck hunt and mario and safari hunt was a squillion times better than duck hunt you know the joint was a challenge and, and hang on, had the night, the, the board where you go through the city, you riding a motorcycle down the city, that was, that was fly. Anyway, other than a few titles, the NES was better though. And since this is the NES show, uh, best believe a Sega show is coming. We're going to talk Master System and Genesis, and we're going to say nothing about the Sega Saturn. <laughs> anyway, Mario was dope. You know, it was dope to play with friends until you learned about warp zones. And then you sit there and had to watch someone play the damn near World 8 before you got on. We never played Duck Hunt, but uh, Double Dribble. Oh, man. Man. I was the LA Breakers. And, and when I dunked, it was worthy. And when I shot threes, shouts to the corner, Unstoppable 3. And you can try to go 10 if you want, I'm still shooting it. But uh, when I shot threes, that was Byron Scott. You know, I remember going to my friend's house and he was like, yo, watch this dunk. Man, look. <laughs> and, and they had cheerleaders. They had cheerleaders. And, and I was dope at the game until you go to level three. That's when the computer starts stealing your inbound passes and stealing every time. It was cheating. It took me a couple of weeks to be able to beat him on level three. Anyway, uh, we played Hoops. Shouts to Doc. That was that game. That game was crazy. Excite Bite. Excite Bite was fun for like 15 minutes, but my bite kept overheating. <laughs> and then, like, when you fall off, the dude take forever to get back to the bike. I'm like, hurry the hell up, you know? Uh, 
the joint was when you made your own track, so that was that was fresh. Uh, RC Pro Am, that was fun. Uh, Ten Yard Fight, that was the premier football game for a minute. Uh, <laughs> we played RBI and bases loaded like it was going out of style. Now I admittedly sucked at bases loaded though, because I was an RBI dude, and I wasn't used to uh, behind the pitcher view. I needed I needed the batter's box, you know. But you know, uh, Castlevania. I had no idea how to play, but I figured it out. You know, that was the thing back then. You see games at the arcade, but you never played them because you didn't want to waste your last quarter on the experiment. But <laughs> you got it on the NES, and you just mess around. No instruction booklet, no. And even even if you did have the instruction booklet, it didn't give you any real info anyway. Um, Paperboy and that damn tornado and that dog. That shit was fun though. Contra. Yeah. That joint was so much fun because we were so used to playing Akari Warriors, which was my game and hard as hell. But that top view was all we knew, especially for two player at the same time. Yeah, Double Dragon. But this was guns, you know. And, you know, it had different guns. Shouts to the spread. Uh, and then the Konami code. I don't remember who told us about the code, but it was like, word. And you had to do it before the words came together and and uh, an explosion on the screen. <laughs> we played that game forever. Uh, my other game was Russian Attack, though. No, in the arcade, we used to play it down at the record store and on the NES. I put so much, so many quarters though in Russian Attack. Yeah, I love that game. Um, Kid Icarus. Uh, was it? I never played that game, but the game master the in the cartoon he was a character on there so then that made me want to go back and play that uh gogo 13 yeah i played i played that like most people played mario like as a big james bond fan i thought that game was life and it had a sex scene you know <laughs> gogo was no joke and if you got netflix uh, uh get the series it's a cartoon stream it it's dope he's an assassin you gotta get it gogo 13 uh, secret agent man uh, pump and jump. <laughs> pump and jump was dope. Um, it's like Spy Hunter. Uh, then we had the internal uh, debate over Blades of Steel and Ice Hockey. Uh, I'll say this. The fighting and Blades was outstanding. And I was unstoppable with Edmonton for good reason. But we played more ice hockey in the hood. You know, the skinny fast dudes and the big slow guys. Nobody messed with the medium jerks. That was whack. Wussies. Um, Jordan versus Bird was dope because they had the dunk contest. Uh, Shouts to the Kiss the Rim. That was one of the more difficult joints to pull off. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a staple. No one ever ended it though. And everybody I talked to got to the same point. Right after the dam, you know, right after the water joint with like no turtles or energy left. Like, it took you forever. You beat it finally, but you didn't have anything left to continue on with the game. Uh, DuckTales was slept on. That was dope. Rescue Rangers, yeah, both of those were dope. Kung Fu, that was like the second game everybody got. <laughs> you know, trying to get the Mr. X on that joint. And those bees or whatever it was that, that piss you off when you jump. And uh, shout outs to the games that uh, you had to press up to jump and, and not a button. <laughs> 
Uh, Shinobi was dope. Ninja Gaiden, except for the birds and that cat or whatever the hell that keep jumping around on the on the ground. <laughs> um, what else? Pro wrestling. Yo, give me King Slender. It's one of the dopest. I'm wanting my Twitter name to be at King Slender. Somebody got it. Uh, give me King Slender and the Amazon, and, and you're done. My dude, uh, he always used uh, Starman and pretended he was Sting. <laughs> he do like a splash in the corner. <laughs> it was the Stinger splash. Um, yeah, Rad Racer. It came with the 3D glasses. Um, it didn't. It wasn't better than Outrun on the Master System though. But uh, Rat Race was dope. You took Mad L's, car flip over, and your girl get all bruised up. Uh, <laughs> Tyson Punch Out, of course, that I never beat. Uh, Ring King, you know, you gotta remember Ring King. Uh, Battle Toads, uh, another hard ass game. The track and field joints, we had to hit the A and B really fast. <laughs> I cut up my knuckle trying to rub it across the buttons. We use like double uh, A batteries. You, you take your, your finger and put it under your shirt and then rub it across there. We had uh, use clothespins. Uh, um, uh, younger listeners, there was a thing called clothespins. Uh, have your mother explain it to you. <laughs> NFL uh, play action football. It was it was on the diagonal, you know. It was a diagonal view, and it was a beast because you had the faces and the names, and, and and if you use the NES Max controller with the turbo, you go faster than everybody. Dope football game, but it wasn't Tecmo. <laughs> Tecmo changed our lives. We saw that joint was like, wait, you can do what? And they had the real names and the teams, and they were all different. You know, you could play a tournament and had the passwords so you didn't have to just sit and play the entire uh, NFL season and the playoffs at one point. We played that like it was, you know, all day, every day. Then Super Tecmo dropped. Yeah. You could play a season. Uh, it kept stats, substitutions. You add and take away plays. O. Jackson and Barry and Thurman and Okoye, Marcus Allen, Marion Butts. He was a beast when he was on Excellent. Uh, James Brooks, shouts to the Bengals. Uh, and to this day, I am unfuckwittable on Super Tecmo or Tecmo Super Bowl with the Eagles. You don't want no parts of me. But uh, it was basically a Hall of Fame game. That was running back. She had Marino, Montana, Moon, uh, Elway, Phil Sim, Steve Young. Man, Donna Magic Man and Billy Joe Tolliver was on the game. <laughs> uh, the Houston run and shoot was, was sick. Uh, Bruce Smith, Reggie White, how long? DT, LT, Singletary. Yeah, I'm going to do a Tecmo show. Anyway. Um... <laughs> I played a ton of NES golf too. I love that game. Me and my uncle used to crush it. We'd go and get food and just sit there and play <laughs> play golf. We had all those other games, but we played golf. It was only one course, but it was difficult because the wind kept changing and putting didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but you kept playing and you got good. Uh, oh, you know what else? Everett and Lendl Tennis. 
that game was so much fun, yo. You play like all the majors, you play US Open and Wimbledon, the French Open, Australian. They had the different courts, they had the grass court, the clay court, and it was rolling guards. It was everything licensed and real. And then you like leveled up and you got ranked and they gave you special shots and better attributes. I played that for like a year. That game was incredible. Uh, NES was, was, was everything. And it was also frustrating. Like, listen, Rygar. Now, I don't know if anybody's listening to this knows about the game Rygar, but let me tell you a story. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Q, uh, I got a story to tell. But all I know <laughs> is I copped that game from a friend who didn't know what to do with it. So I said, why not? It looked dope. The dude had a shield on a chain or something that he threw out. I thought it was Captain America. So <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm down. Now you had no idea what to do, but you go in these caves and they tell you to go find this or go here. So you had to find it. You just had to walk around and find what they were talking about. Yada, yada, yada. So I play and I die and I play and I die because you only you only have one man and when he die it's rap it's rap city it's Prince De Jure it's uh, Mayor so <laughs> and you had to start again from the beginning none of that pussy ass save point mess so anyway I play and I figured out and so you play and though you only have one man you can make your health bar longer so I hook you know you fight people you make your health bar longer so you fill it up you can stay alive longer you can take some hits so i figure out the lay of the land i figure out the game what to do now at the top of this mountain is the end of the game and you can go up there but they won't let you into the cave until you have everything or whatever so since you can't save the game i literally played the game for about a month <laughs> i'd play all day pause go to sleep wake up and play and pause the game they go to school, they come home on the bus, unpause, play the game. Pause the game, eat dinner, repeat every damn day. <laughs> so I couldn't play any other game for weeks. <laughs> I had to like barricade the Nintendo with books and stuff so no one would accidentally hit the reset button or jostle, jostle the <laughs> system. <laughs> like I was unplug the controller and just put it away so when nobody actually step on the controller you know the only thing i had to do was pray that it didn't freeze so i had to play pause play pause for weeks and i finally got everything i needed you know i was like boom i got it my health bar was giant and i hit the mountain and it let me in the cave i'm about to end the joint and then it's a bird <laughs> And like flies overhead and drops eggs and it dropped one on my head and I died that was it done bye <laughs> I will never play that game again I wasted a whole fucking month I could have been dry humping somebody playing hide and go get it <laughs> but I will never play that game again it pissed me off a play it just dropped a little and you know anyway then you got Zelda. Now, look, you all know Zelda, so I'll make this brief. You play the game for however long, you burn bushes, you go in dungeons, and you buy weapons and everything, right? And at the end, you gotta go get the silver arrows, 
so you can go in the last dungeon and kill homeboy, right? Uh, Ganon. So I'm playing again with no instructions. <laughs> so I learn as I go. I got the gold cartridge. Uh, I'm burning pushes or whatever. I'm getting bombs and blowing up walls to go and go through doors and stuff. I'm fighting ghosts and uh, silver arrow time. I got silver arrows. It's time to fight Ganon and the last dungeon. So they say, yo. Now he disappears comes back so it's, there's gonna be stuff shooting at you and you go in there he's gonna appear you hit him with the arrows and then he's gonna disappear and then he comes back and hit light him up again I'm like bet got it so I can load up I get ready I go in there he's there I start shooting bap, bap. he disappears and then nothing he never comes back ever <laughs> I go out of the, uh, the the dungeon, I go back in, nothing, he's gone. I, I, I turn off the game, I go to my save point, I go all the way back to the dungeon, nothing, he's gone. The game screwed me over, fuck that game. <laughs> you know, anyway, uh, yeah, that's me and my NES highs and lows, but uh, and, and that is actually what the show is about, and after this, uh, Brian Moore and I will keep it popping on the 8-bit NES tip after this. Troopers, we walk like this. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, green Cooper Troopers, green Cooper Troopers walk like this. <laughs> it's like, damn Trooper, don't fall. You ain't got wings. <laughs> Not that it would help. Paratroopers barely getting themselves off the ground. They just bouncing around and shit, thinking they hotter than World Two. How you gonna call them wings when they can't fly? <laughs> <laughs> and what about Bowser? Let's hear it for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he looked a little different than us. <laughs> but you better believe our king's a real Cooper, cause he always getting outsmarted by the plumber. <laughs> Y'all ever see Mario hopping around in that giant boot? Bitch, you ain't supposed to ride shoes. He <laughs> <laughs> got to me. He totally got to me. Welcome back to the show. It's the Eclectic Discussion Podcast. 
Hashtag EDP. It's my show. Um, never mind all that. At this point, I'd like to introduce my guest. He's a teacher. He kicks the truth to somebody's youth. Uh, husband, father. He has a Bobby the Barbarian tattoo. And uh, <laughs> and 12 Uni the Unicorn plush toys. Shouts to Dungeons and Dragons. G.I. Joe Collector. He uh, focuses on Echo Warriors and the Evil Headhunters. <laughs> he has a mint condition ice cream soldier and a Chuckles Hawaiian shirt. The guy's incredible. The other half of Knowing the Battle, Mr. Brian Moore. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming on. I, you know, a, a, a fellow uh, Dungeons and Dragons cartoon fan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, shouts to Uni. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk NES, old school Nintendo. That's a Nintendo Entertainment System for those uh, unaware, and uh, the good old days. So you know, um, without any further ado, let's get to it. Sounds good. Now, was was the NES your first gaming system, or did you have the Atari and ColecoVision and whatnot? I actually uh, had the Atari 2600 before the NES. Uh, I had a lot of games for it, but uh, you know, looking back on it now, it, it definitely paled in comparison to the NES. Yeah, the 2600 was great. I, I remember um, when I got mine, I also got a black and white television to go with it. Yeah, I think that's what I started off with too. Yeah, you couldn't truly appreciate uh, video games on black and white TV but you know it was better than nothing at least we had our own TV very true what were your um, some of your favorite games on the Atari um, actually a couple of obscure games uh, one of them was uh, a game called Mountain King hmm. I don't know if, I don't think a lot of people have even heard of that game but it was, uh, it was a game where basically you had to uh, climb into this mountain and collect treasure and when you collect a certain amount of points this little blinking I don't know what it was supposed to be a flame or something with, with flash and uh, it, it was a game where you really had to listen to music because the closer you got to the flash the louder the music would get and uh, once you got the flash you had to travel down the bottom of the mountain and you had to go into this little uh, temple thing collect this crown and then you had to make it to the top in a certain amount of time without getting hit by these bats that would fly across the screen. It was a pretty fun game. That was the game, and then it was a timer, and then if your time's up, that was that was it, right? Yeah, that was it, and then you just basically have to start all over and recollect the flame. <laughs> and it, it, it can be pretty pretty frustrating. You get pretty far and pretty in-depth, and you get hit by a bat climbing up, like climbing up a ladder or something like that. And, and it was a spider too, right? Yeah, down at the very bottom. <laughs> I yeah. remember that, because it had the little... Uh, uh, Punisher symbol. It looked like Donkey Kong with a Punisher symbol in the middle. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But that was a great game. And then, then there was another one called uh, called Phoenix. Phoenix, 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 Phoenix. It, it was uh, you know, it was the same line as like Space Invaders, things like that. You're you know shooting the space, the aliens as they come down the screen at you. Oh, I remember that. And it went through stages, and then the basically the final stage was uh, like a mothership, and you had to shoot out the shield of it, and then shoot the little alien that was flying it in the middle. Yeah, it was like um, um, almost like Yara's Revenge, where you had to just eat up, shoot pieces of the ship just so you can get a straight shot at the guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember Phoenix. Now, Yara's Revenge, that was one I never got. I, I guess I didn't have the uh, 
I don't know. I guess I didn't have the the, the booklet explaining the game. So I, when I popped in, I always thought there was something wrong with my TV or my my Atari. Oh, the little strip down the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never had the book either, and I I promise. See, that was a good thing about back in the day. You would just you would put on the game and just say, "Well, I'll figure it out." Yeah. And I had never had the book, and it took me probably four months before I figured out what I was supposed to do. I had no idea. I just, I was like, you know, I guess I'll shoot here. Okay, so I can't go past this strip, and I got to dodge these things. And, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have four months worth of patience with that game. <laughs> I, think, I think it was because that was the only game that... You know, I didn't know what to do with it, so it frustrated me, and so I just kept playing it. That one in Joust, Joust kicked ass. Oh, yeah, that was a pretty good game. That was a tough one. Yeah, that was, yeah. Oh, I miss those days. But anyway, maybe uh, maybe I'll do a 2600 show. Get back to the uh, to the NES. So, um, when, you, when you first got your NES, um, what games did you have? What memories did you have? Did you get it with uh, Rob the Robot and Gyromite? No, I didn't have it that early. Um, I was actually one of one of the you know last of my friends to, to actually get it. I mean, I'd go over to their houses and play it and whatnot. And then I got it for Christmas one year with a with a TV, a little, small little uh, color TV. Screen's probably smaller than my computer screen now. <laughs> but um, I I got it. You know, of course, with the Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt combo. Of course. And uh, I think I also got Double Dragon. I think Double Dragon was was the first actual game that I had other than Mario Brothers. Now let me ask you a quick question. Did you know that you the second controller could control the ducks on Duck Hunt? Um I I I know it now. I don't know if I knew it when I first got it. Yeah, I don't think anybody knew. I I actually I set up my old NES in, in my in my basement and I play it with my son every once in a while and he uh, he likes to shoot the ducks and, and I fly him around. <laughs> Nice. Makes it a little more challenging for him, I guess. Yeah, you know. And that annoying dog popping up. I wish you could shoot the dog. That, well, we all tried, but yeah. That that would be a nice addition. They should put that on the Wii. Absolutely. Um, I think I think Peter might have a problem with that, though. No, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get a sponsor. It'll be uh, Michael Vick's dog. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll have, instead of the light zapper, you'll just throw footballs at it. <laughs> there you go. You the next big game right there. Yeah, see? Um, so, so you said Double Dragon you got. Um, what other games did you have on the NES that you, that you really enjoyed? Um, there were quite a few. Um, I remember, uh, I think after, after I got sick of Mario Brothers and, and uh, Double Dragon, I went to... Uh, a mom and pop video store, which you don't see much anymore, when they used to rent NES games. Yeah. And uh, they'd have some for sale once in a while, I guess, that they hadn't rented in a while. And I picked up um, Mega Man, which is a great game. Classic. Yep. And and then also a game called Trojan, and it you know has nothing to do with the the condom brand. Oh. Uh, our video games are ribbed for her pleasure. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Trojan, I remember Trojan. It had a little, um, had like a warrior guy, and it was a side scroller, right? Yeah, it was like a post-apocalyptic type thing, and uh, it was actually a pretty short game. I remember beating it. It was probably the first game I actually, maybe other than Mario Brothers, probably the first game that I actually finished. Now, did you finish Mario without Warp Zone? 
Yeah, yeah, both. I, I think probably the first time I finished it, I warped. But, uh, but I, I had gotten, I got so good at that game when I was playing it a lot that I was able to beat it. I, I think I probably even beat it without even dying at least once or twice. Listen to this guy, ladies and gentlemen. Not to brag. <laughs> Wow. So, okay, okay. Now, your favorite games. We're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw the, the the genre at you. You tell me your favorite NES game in the genre. All right, just one game or? No, come on. It's it's my show. We can, you can name as many All as right. you want. All right, sounds good. Yeah. All right. Sports games. Well, probably. I'll give you my my all-time favorite first, then I'll I'll give some honorable mentions, I guess. For, I, like I think it. probably my all-time favorite for sports has to be sec, uh, Super Tecmo Bowl. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the correct answer. Yeah. Now, what, when you played, what was your favorite team to well, play with? If I played on the NES, I would play with. No, actually, it doesn't matter what game I play with. I got to play with the Eagles. QB Eagles. I'm unstoppable with QB Eagles. Yeah, yeah. The old uh, Randall Cunningham would—I guess he wouldn't give his name or something. Same thing with uh, QB 49ers. Yeah, <laughs> and I think Q, yeah, QB Chiefs, and there might have been one more. But yeah, if 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 someone pisses me off or if I'm just playing and someone starts to win, I'll just flip to the Eagles, and it's a wrap. When I used to play with uh, with my friends, we'd always make the uh, the no Raiders rule. <laughs> No, no to Bo. Yeah. Think about the Raiders though. Even if, um, even if you didn't use Bo Jackson, you could you could substitute any of their running, like Marcus Allen, or even some of their wide receivers are so fast that they, you could substitute them in and uh, run running plays with them, and they would uh, dominate also. Right. That's what made it so good because you could do the substitute, you could change your plays. Super tag is incredible. Yeah. I used to like play with the the Chiefs and uh, Christian Okoye. Oh, yeah, the Okoye and Barry Word combo. Yeah. Okoye, when when he got into excellent condition, they couldn't tackle him. They could touch him. And he, they just bounced right off him. It was, it was a tank. Yes. Yeah. I love that game. I might have to play a game this weekend. Yeah, it's an awesome game. And uh, let's see, what are, what are the games? I like uh, Blades of Steel. Blades uh, of Steel. Uh, I also like Bases Loaded 2. Two. It's loaded two, yeah. No one liked two. I liked I, I don't know why. <laughs> uh but I liked it. I actually used to uh play that instead of my team and I would keep I really wanted wanted to have stats. So I would actually keep stats of every game. Like if I had a, hit, a hitter who I you know, maybe I hit three home runs with or something like that, I'd I keep little stats on this little on the on notebook paper. Oh yeah. I did that too. Um um as a matter of fact I did it with a couple of NBA games, and before they start keeping stats and Tecmo Bowl, I still have the Spiral Notebook from back in the day. Oh man, I wish I had mine. Whoever it was that that said, "Hey, uh, let's start keeping stats in the game," that, that person was a genius. Yeah, pretty much. Because that's what we all wanted, really. Yeah, all we wanted to do was keep stats and be able to uh, uh, trade players. Yeah, and, and make your own players. See, yeah. that was that was a great addition. And what made bases loaded one and two um, big is that we were so used to RBI baseball, and the bases loaded players were so much bigger. Yeah, and and, and you had the different angles too. Yeah. Instead of you know the above view or, or the slightly behind the batter view, you had 
from a pitcher's viewpoint, which was really kind of unique. And I and I think I also like that you could control the, the fielders a lot better too. Yeah, it's, definitely. Instead, you could control them individually instead of you move to the left and everyone moves to the left. <laughs> That, that's that's how it works in the major leagues, isn't it? Everybody moves from one side of the field to the other. Yes. So yeah, that that was a good game. And uh, as far as basketball games, this might be a little bit surprising because a lot of people probably would say like double dribble or something like that. I was never really into double dribble. I, I think I couldn't get past the, the point where when a player would go to dunk, they'd suddenly become like uh, like liquid metal, like uh, the T- Terminator from. from from uh, second Terminator movie is, I, I couldn't get past that. Just that just irritated me. I don't know why they had to change color. Yeah, they're they're black and white, and but everything else is in color, and yeah, yeah. Well, so we, we, when we first saw that, though, we lost our minds. Yeah, you know, at the at the time, really showing the uh, the dunks was kind of a kind of a big deal. But uh, but I liked um, Tecmo NBA basketball. Tecmo, listen. You're one of the, the, the first people I've ever heard that even knew that it existed. On my um, um, one of the previous shows, I did the top basketball games that wasn't NBA Jams and Double Dribble, and I put Tecmo Basketball on there. I mean, it was it had the whole NBA license. It had all the teams. Mm-hmm. Yep, all, it, was a, it was a great game. And uh, the thing I figured out about that game is if you looked at, at each player's uh, three-point percentage over the course of you know the stats from like the previous season, they would almost shoot that percentage in the actual game. So I think there was a player, I don't remember who it was, but I think it was a player on the Knicks who, I don't know, he must have shot in the previous season, he must have shot like four three-pointers or something like that, and he hit three of them. And his shooting percentage was, was out of control, and he would you could shoot from like uh, the half court and he'd almost never miss. <laughs> really? Yeah. See, I have, I have that on my way. I'm going to have to turn it on. Yeah, so that, that was a great game too. I, I only wish that they had you know kept making them. I don't know why they only made the one. Yeah, that's the thing. When you talk Tecmo, people think football, and that's it. But yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, they made a baseball game too. I think, but I, I don't think it was any good. Yeah, I don't even. Remember. I remember. I think I remember the title. I remember seeing Tecmo baseball, but I was like, I'm not bothering. You got RBI, bases loaded, and um, you don't need anything else really. Yeah, baseball's, you know, the one that was really covered on, on the NES. They had a lot of different baseball baseball stars. Yeah, shout out to School Fire. That's their game. Yeah, you know, I had baseball stars, but there must have been something wrong with the battery pack in mine. So, because I played through, you know, thirty games or something like that, and then I turn it off and the whole thing's gone. Uh, so, so I knew I could never play through a whole season. Yeah, that's but those, these were the, these were the good old days. Those, you know, you had a few games that had the battery pack. You were lucky if you had that. But this, so these were the days where you either pause and leave your game on forever, or you just sit and play for twelve hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, adventure, adventure games. Well, uh, I don't want to go chalk and say Zelda, although, although you know, Zelda is obviously a great game. I think actually probably more than Zelda, my favorite adventure game is uh, a game called Crystallis. Oh, they play. I remember they uh, they played that on the on the game show that one day. Uh, the, the Nintendo Power, one of those games, game shows they played that. Yeah, that was a. It was a. I don't know. I guess a lot of people didn't 
play it or I don't know what, but uh, yeah, I used to get Nintendo Power, and uh, I remember they, when they used to rank the games, they had like the player's choice, and then like based on like the sales, and then they had like the the experts' choice, and uh, that that one would always be up, up pretty high in the expert choice list. So it was a pretty fun game. I couldn't um, play it because the the cover scared me. It had a big eyeball and a wolf man, and uh, I was afraid to get the game. <laughs> You know what's funny is in the actual game those things looked uh, like cartoonish. Really? Yeah, they they weren't even remotely scary. <laughs> but you're right, the covers. You know that's the funny thing about about the NES. The covers sometimes the covers wouldn't even really represent the game at all. Yeah, that is true. Same yeah. thing with with the commercials too. Now I could be mistaken here, but I can I I think I remember when Zelda first came out. There was a commercial on TV that was this guy in like a dark room, and he had like he had like a like a a perm or something, and he just basically was was going around the room going Zelda, Zelda. I I, I think they said hey uh, advertising agency, we have, we have this game called The Legend of Zelda. Can you make a commercial for it? And the and that was all the agency had to go off of. That's that's the only explanation for that. I and I think that um. On the commercial, even though this is a little thing, on the commercial, it wasn't a gold cartridge either. It was false advertising. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And that, and that made you think, like, when you, oh, man, I got a gold cartridge. Like, did I win something? <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like, you know, Willy Wonka's Legend of Zelda. You win a trip to the, I don't know, Nintendo plant or something. Yeah. <laughs> Where Mother Brain is. <laughs> And a bunch of uh, Goombas that, that, that are actually the ones that make all the games. Yes. And also to supply Mario with his, his weed and his oxycodone. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, all right. What other adventure games? What's, what's the honorable mention? Um, well, I, I'm going to throw role-playing games in there, too. No doubt. Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy yes. is, is an awesome game. It's... it's yeah, that, when that game came out, it was probably one of the longest and, and most epic games to complete. That, that one was a great one. Um, I also like Dragon Warrior. I do not remember Dragon Warrior. That it was uh, that one came out before Final Fantasy. It was, but it was you know same type of thing. You, you walk around, and kill monsters, you earn experience, and you level up. And but uh, the game wasn't quite as big. Although at the same time, I like those games, but I hate walking around trying to find things to kill and just spending hours just fighting the same creatures over and over. It does get old. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see that. But it, it felt so good when you leveled up because you're That's, like, oh my god, I got new something. Yeah. And then uh, the worst part was when you're like, oh, I leveled up, and then you get almost nothing for it. You get like a your, I don't know, your hit points increased by two or something like that. Yeah. Um, you got, you got plus three dexterity. What's dexterity? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm eight. What the hell is this? Yeah, all, all I know is whatever it was, I didn't have it in, in real life, so. Exactly. But, um, let's see, what else was a, was a good game? Maniac Mansion. Now, this, Maniac Mansion was one that I actually mentioned on, uh, the write-up that I did for, for Underscore Fire uh, a while back. I don't, did you ever play Maniac Mansion? 
I seen it and I knew somebody who had it, but I, I never actually played it. It, it looked weird. Didn't it oh. um, have a, a, a pixelated like skeleton? Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, the game was chained up. Yeah, it was really weird. Well, they had like villain, the villain, major villain was like a meteor, and it had uh, tentacles that would wander around, and one of the tentacles wanted to be a rock star. Oh, God, it was a weird game, but it was a lot of fun, and uh, it would it would vary depending on which characters you chose too, which was kind of uh, groundbreaking at the time. So the whole game would be different. Well, the end would be different. Oh, like the cool. way the way you would beat it would be different. Like. Uh, for example, like one way you could beat it was you could get the tentacle like a recording contract and then he'd help. <laughs> and that, but another way you could beat it would be uh, I'm trying to think here. I think that a recording contract. Yeah, it was. It, I don't know. It was insane, but um, uh, but there were other ways. Like it, it was like uh, this one character that you could use was a nerd and he uh, he was able to fix things. And oh, what, you could get there was this character in it named Ed. And you could get Ed to help you, and you'd beat the game that way. But it, the thing is, you you kind of had to have just the right choose the, just the right characters in order to be able to do it. And if you didn't choose those right characters, you'd you'd spend hours playing the game and then realize that you were out of luck. You'd have to start all over. Wow. Now what? Now that's that's where the um, uh, Day of the Tentacle came from. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't I didn't know the. Uh, the, the genealogy. <laughs> the, the first time I ever played it, I played it uh, at a friend's house on, on, I don't know, it was on a computer. And uh, when I saw that Nintendo had a version of it, I, I put it right on my, my Christmas list. I actually got that and Final Fantasy at the same Christmas. Uh, that, that's, that sounds like a good uh, next year. Oh, yeah. It, it did take a long time to beat both those games, that's for sure. And, and if I didn't if I didn't get Nintendo Power, you know, the days before the internet, there was absolutely no way I'd be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. People listening, we actually had to use our brains back in the day when we played these games. If you got stuck, you just you were just stuck until you figured it out, or you had a cool friend, or you were fortunate enough to get Nintendo Power. Now, um, I know uh, Jay Corduroy actually called the. Uh, the help number. I, I think I did that one time. How also. much money did you spend? Oh, I don't know. Because it, it was it, like $12 a minute. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, I think I had called for, uh, for Shadowgate. Wow. I think I rented it, and I was playing it over a friend's house, and it was due. We'd gotten right to the end, and we couldn't figure out how to beat the, the, final, the final monster at the end of the game, and it was due like in an hour. So I begged and pleaded with my mom and she eventually uh, gave in and let me call and she said you can only be on for one minute so, <laughs> so I'm on I'm like I just, just, just I need to be behemoth yeah and uh, he, he, he told me and I was like oh man how come I didn't think of that I was so stupid wow but it's basically you just have to like combine like two or three items that you had you make a weapon you, and you beat them wow. but that was the one time I called that line. And, and even with Nintendo Power, I mean, sometimes it, it wasn't always the most helpful. It was mostly, if I remember correctly, it was mostly like reviews of games and things like that. And then there was that one section with, you know, like the Konami code or something like that. Yeah. Which, which is, is so cool how 
you know, no matter where you grew up, no matter your age, you people that that got around because everybody didn't have Nintendo Power, but it was just word of mouth from you know Kansas to New York. It was just well, here, go up here, go over here, and there's the warp zone. Like, yeah. oh, how'd you know? I don't know. This guy told me. How'd you, I don't know. This guy told me. Or the Konami code. It's like, I can get you 30 men. How? Do this. Whatever. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird. I guess you go over a friend's house, they show you how, and then you go over somebody else's house, and you're right. It, it did spread around. Yeah, I mean, no internet. We weren't allowed to use long distance, so we didn't call anybody on the phone. But somehow, all of this stuff, like, case in point. Everyone blew in the cartridge to put it in. Nobody told you that. You just—I mean, it just happened. Everybody did it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess we all assumed that the cartridges didn't work because they were dusty. Yeah. I, when, when really, if that wasn't even the problem. No, I know. Yeah, actually, not only did I blow in mine, but I used to also—you you, kind of barely put it in. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. And it just, you know, the edge of the cartridge just sticks over, like, the, the, the part of the NAS, and then you slam it down. Yeah. You push it down. And sometimes that, that worked even a little bit better. Yes. Uh, mine was the, uh, the double cartridge routine, where you take the, you take the cartridge you want to play, and you stick it in there, and you push it down, and you take another cartridge, and you put it in on top of it. Uh-huh. You can't close the lid, but it, all, it will always play. Huh. I didn't know that. Yes, it's the, the double cartridge technique. All right. Uh, NES games, uh, action games, arcade games. Okay. Um, well, for action games, uh, I think probably my favorite. I think I got to go the Ninja. Ninja. You know, I never knew even how to pronounce it. It's Ninja Gaiden or Ninja Gaiden? Well, I grew up Gaiden. Now, <laughs> better than grown up gay. Um, I. <laughs> Now, I've heard. I didn't hear Gaiden until like you know, nerds, stupid people on the internet. I never heard Gaiden. When I grew up, it was Ninja Gaiden. Okay, well then I'm gonna say Ninja Gaiden. I, I think the Ninja Gaiden series, probably actually the second Ninja Gaiden two, was was my favorite action. Uh, but there were so many good action games. I mean, Contra. And, and even more so, probably, uh, um, was was it Contra Two or Super? Was that Super Contra? Yeah, Super, Super Contra. C. Yeah. yeah, Super that C. One was, that one was. I, I think I liked that one more. The side scrolling was really kind of similar to it mm-hmm. in both games, but I think I liked it more because in in the original Contra, the scenes where you were behind the guy and you're going through the base, I wasn't really a fan of those. Oh, looked, those were the worst. When you you know you're running. After you beat that particular part, your guy just kind of runs and I don't know. And the electric shock thing that you can't go past. Yeah. And when the, you let you lay down into it or something like that. Yeah, and then they'll roll stuff. You got to jump, and then they're shooting at you. You just keep dying. Yeah. Thank God for the Konami code. I would I would have never beat that game otherwise. Right. But Super Super C was better because it had you know. Yeah, I wish it was all side scrolling, but it was you know you were at the top of it. Looking above you, said. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Akari Warriors. Yeah. Or Commando, or there were a lot of games that were like that. Yeah, Commando, Rambo. 
Oh, those games were kicked ass. Cause you just basically you just go shoot and blow up stuff. Yeah. Yeah, All they right. didn't require a lot of thought, that's for sure. But I, I guess, you know, that's what makes them an action game. What was your favorite gun on Contra? Uh, I gotta go with the spread. Got to. That, that, is, that is really good. Yeah. Especially when you're, you know, when you shoot something above you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if I couldn't get the spread, I, I guess I'd probably say the, the machine gun I liked. I would have went laser. Laser is pretty good. Thing is, if you have like a controller where you where you could use turbo, shouts to the NES Max. Yeah, the the laser wasn't really very good because it it, I, it I was short. Yeah, it shot out like like a foot in front of your your character or something like that. Yeah. That's about it. So you could go and you could like stun gun people. Yeah, yeah you could taser. <laughs> you could taser. Yeah. But uh, uh, what else we got? Well, of course, you know, Mario the Mario series, uh, Super Mario Bros. Three. Um, was by far the best Mario game on, on the NAS. Although, uh, you're, do you're not gonna... say you like two. No one I... likes two. Stop that. I don't hate two. I don't hate it. Stupid two. You know, I think if you look at it for what it is, it's not that bad. There were a couple things on it that that I did like. Like I liked that you could play as Toad. I guess. And I liked that the characters all had different features. You know. You had Mar- you know, Mario was just Mario, but you know, Princess could float. Luigi would jump in the air and, and like run while he was in the air. Yeah. Not that. Not that I, I, I there was much of an advantage to that, but <laughs> it jumped slightly higher. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I like that part. I kind of like that, like that you could dig through the sand. Yeah. Okay. I give you. I give you. It had its. It had its moments. But when Mario Three uh, came out. People didn't even know what to do with themselves. Oh yeah, Mario Three, Blue Mario One and Two combined out of the water by far. I'm not sure if I've ever uh, finished it. Really? I don't. I'm, I want to say I did, but I'm not sure. I mean, I, I own it. I still have it. I played it as recent as uh, maybe January, but I don't remember if I ended it. It, it was a definitely a difficult one to end. I mean. Some of the the last world you got you had like the ships and the airships you had to go through and uh, Bowser's castle at the end was really tough. Yeah, see, I remember the airships. I might have got to the. I might have ended it. I don't remember. There was there were boats. I remember there was one level with boats in the water and you could literally swim underneath all the boats and avoid everything. Well, that's that's a nice Easter egg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it made that level pretty easy to beat. I'll just swim over here and then uh, I'll hit the flagpole. Yeah. You jump in and maybe uh, you had to kill some guy at the end. I don't remember who it was. I think it was the I think it was the, the guy that you that was in all the fortresses and all the on all the worlds. Oh, okay. But I think that the thing about that game is I used to uh, like try to make it my goal. Whenever you got one of the like the special suits, the frog suit or the uh, you know the, the raccoon. Yeah, or the. Then when there was the raccoon where you could turn yourself into a statue. Yes. Uh, or the the Hammer Brothers suit was, was that metal. Hammer Brothers suit kicked ass. Yeah, I, and it was so hard to get. I mean, it was I think you could only get it in like uh, the pipe world or something like that. And my goal when I ever I got it was all right. I'm not going to die. I want to make it through this. And I know that at the end of each um, 
like after you beat the airship at the end of each level, if you were wearing one of the special suits, if you were wearing like a frog suit or something like that, the the king would say something different to you. Really? Yeah. If you not the not the raccoon suit, just the regular raccoon suit, but if you were wearing the statue one, he'd say thank you, kind raccoon, or something like that. <laughs> but it was so hard to beat it in those suits. Yeah, without losing it, without getting touched. Huh? Now you. I'm gonna end up playing all of these games. <laughs> um, what about just regular arcade games on the NES? Um, I liked uh, Gradius. Yes, that was a great game, and that that was another one where you could use the Konami code for. Mm-hmm. You know, level up your ship, and uh, you know, you get the, the little the little things that that are like fly above and below your ship, and they shoot also. And uh, those that I love that. Cause it's like you got you got your own mini fleet. Yeah. And you get and you get the shield and you get the the missile that you can drop and it goes along the bottom. That was a great game. Really hard though. I don't think I could ever make it past maybe even third level even with the the thirty the thirty ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know yeah. I did. I was uh, I remember having uh, troubles trying to beat Defender on Atari. I couldn't. And this was Defender on steroids. I couldn't do it. Oh yeah, defend. I think Defender was even harder. Yeah, Defender. You had to line up your shot perfectly in Defender. Yeah. Even even on the NES version too, that was the same thing. And you were always moving like very fast. Yeah, too fast. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd, you'd be flying along, and then a ship would just appear out of nowhere right in front of you, and boom, you're dead. It was fun, but it was like, how the hell do you beat this game? Yeah. I know. And 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 that's the thing. There was no beating it. I mean, that was the thing about Atari's. Your goal is okay to get as many points as you can. I mean, you're you're, you're defending the planet from an alien invasion forever. Little, little do you know that they, that you're never going to win. The aliens are eventually going to take over the planet. That is true because basically you would just play any of those games for hours and hours, and then it'll just oh, this looks like the first four again. Oh, <laughs> with a slightly different color. <laughs> yeah, there's there's. I don't know. I think those games, when you go back, and you, you kind of replay them, but they don't have a lot of replayability now. Like you oh. go back, oh, oh man, Defender, I'm going to play Defender. You play it for three minutes, you know, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, it was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. The <laughs> only ones that maybe the only ones that have replay is Miss Pac-Man and Frogger and something like that, but... Like I, I tried to play Cubert. Oh my god, what's one of the hardest games in the history of the world? Oh, I, I was never good Cubert. Was there was there a Cubert cartoon? Yeah, it was a Cubert cartoon. That was the uh, Saturday uh, uh, showcase funcade supercade. They had the, the Q-Bert, uh, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Kangaroo. Yeah, they all had cartoons. But I was good at Q-Bert until you got to the triple, the triple cube. Like you would, you would jump on the cube to change the color, and then the further you got, you would have to change the color of each cube three times. Huh, I didn't even know that because I apparently stunk at it that much. Yeah, because you would jump on it once and it would be red, then again and it would be blue, and then it would be yellow. So you weren't done with that board until every cube was yellow. 
but when you jump on each cube, it will it would cycle back. <laughs> so you had it was it was annoying because you would jump and say, "All right, I got that one yellow." You jump to the next one, and then the snake is coming, so you jump back, and then you just turn your yellow one back to blue. Yeah, yeah. I could I could see that being pretty frustrating. Yeah, a little bit. See, the thing about arcade games on the on the Nintendo is they they always paled in comparison to the to the ones you actually play in the arcade. Definitely. You know, like I liked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the arcade game on the NES, but. Yeah. Compared to the arcade one, it was it, it was awful, and I played the arcade game first, and uh, you know that was when you could you could get three other people and you could you could be all four turtles and you could play together. Man, it made the game a lot easier. Uh, they, that that made it rock, yeah. Yeah, then you you play it at home like um, so. I got to alternate. And, um, yeah, and at, and at the most you only have two turtles too. You and you and one other person. And no one wanted to be Raphael. No, because his 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 size were. Yeah. It was like trying to kill somebody with toothpicks. Yeah. Hey, you come really close. Now don't touch me. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, in that game, Donatello was definitely the best turtle. Yeah, and the the problem was that people would use him first and mess up, and then that was it. Yeah. He only had those three. Yeah. Like, oh man, where's Donatello? Yeah, he died and he ran out of quarters. I was wondering that that damn uh, underwater board. One of the hardest boys ever. Oh, oh, now you talk about the, the first Ninja Turtle game, I think, right? Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, now that game, I don't know. I think that game's overrated. Wow, listen to this guy. Shots fired. That arcade game is one thing, but you're saying the original is... I think it's a little overrated because I don't think it it, it really follows along with the, uh, with the, turtle, the Ninja Turtle universe very well. I mean, a lot of the characters are just kind of... Just random creatures and things like that. Yeah, because uh, Bebop and Rocksteady weren't in it, were they? I think... No, they were. I think they were, but I think a lot of, like, you know, if you fought foot soldiers, I, I didn't notice because they didn't look anything like them. No, I don't remember foot soldiers being in You know, and, and I don't know. I think just a lot of like, the little creatures you, you fight, they weren't... I don't know. It kind of irritated me that they were not the real... Characters from the, from the Ninja Turtle world. They had the Technotron. They did have that, and you know they had they, they had I think Baxter Stockman and uh, you know and all that other stuff. But I don't know. I just never never really got into that game. I'd make it past. I was able to make it past the, the underwater bomb area. Sometimes. Really? Yeah, I did make it past that. But then he's a real man, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but not much past it. Though. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we tried and tried and tried and we might have got through it once, but then by that time we only had like one turtle left and no energy, so it was just like well, Yeah. Well you know, I think they made it too hard. They definitely it's, made it too hard. I mean it's not like today where if they make a game first of all, with I think that game came out in like nineteen eighty eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe eighty nine. So the kids that are playing it are yeah, pretty young and, and, and not the most skilled video gamers in the world, that's for sure. Definitely. And, you know, nowadays, like, the games my kids have, they come out for them, they're, they're almost too simple. Yeah, and you have unlimited continues and save points. And... 
That's true. That's something that this generation of video gamers doesn't doesn't understand is that, you know, back in the day, if you didn't if you didn't uh, beat the game in a certain amount of lives or even a certain amount of continues, that was it. You're done. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Start all over at the beginning. Too bad if you spent three hours playing the game. Yeah. It was literally too bad. It was no extra men. It was no continue. No save point. Uh, most of the time, you can. The only thing you could do potentially is get a longer health bar but they would give you a longer health bar but it would be empty yeah <laughs> you have to yeah, go yeah. fill it up yeah or um or then they had the games with with the the ultra long and ridiculously um encrypted passwords that you had and you never copied them down right no <laughs> you've never copied the zeros the o's the i's so you'd make it real far in the game, like, all right, I'll just copy down my code, and then the next day you go back to play code, and it says, you know, it doesn't work, code not accepted, or something like that. At that point, I'm like, all right, I'm never playing this game again. Definitely. That happened to me. The only cool thing was the original tag mode, you could kind of decipher that code. And yeah. You could, you could put in something like, oh, okay, now, now I'm the code, so now I'm about to win the Super Bowl. But yeah, all those other ones. No bueno. Absolutely. And then they had the ones that were even like ultra ridiculous that didn't even use like letters and and, and numbers. There were some that had like, you know, you had to put a, a circle or a dot in a particular box. And there was a series of boxes that, all right, uh, top left box, middle, you know, third row, second dot, second box down or something like that. It was just ridiculous. That's awful. Okay. Now, so guy said that the Teenage Ninja Turtles were overrated. So, but let's go with that and give me a few other uh, overrated games in your opinion. NES. Um, I, th- I gotta go with Top Gun. I liked Top Gun, but I think uh, a lot of people look back on it, at it with uh, more fondness than it deserves. Uh, the movie, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to some extent. <laughs> you know, although it you know, that, that movie did have the, the most homoerotic scene in all of Hollywood history. Oh, my God. The, the beach volleyball scene. <laughs> thank, thank God that wasn't part of the game. That, I think that was a secret level. <laughs> I think that's when you had to put the box, the, the dot in the box in the right place. <laughs> but I could never land on that aircraft carrier. No A. It was so many deaths and crashes trying to land that damn plane. Like, uh, almost you have to say, all right, all right, I'm going into this mission. I have two lives. Good, because I'm going to need one of them because I'm going to crash in the aircraft carrier. I'm done. But basically, that whole game was, you know, it was very repetitive. You're just flying through, and you're just launching missiles at things, and, and every once in a while, the plane gets behind you, and you got to avoid it. I don't know. It was, it's, it was a little too simplistic, I think. Yeah, my game was uh, Afterburner on the... Uh... On the Sega Master System. Yeah, or even better in the arcade. Oh hell yeah! When you you know you sit down and and you know and it, it actually feels like you're in the the cockpit. Well, I would imagine it would feel like you're in the cockpit. Yeah, it's close to working again. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think the funny thing is, I I used to want to uh, back when I was probably in middle school, I was toying with the idea of, of joining the Air Force. I wanted to be a fighter pilot, and. Um, and then I had to get glasses, and that was... Oh, you could have got a uh, prescription windshield. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think they. I don't know if they make those or not. But so now I'm a teacher instead of a fighter pilot. Uh, same difference. <laughs> you know, you're going into battle every day. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> uh, all right. Any uh, more overrated games? Yeah. Um, two of them in particular. Again, because the the arcade versions of them were awesome. Okay. And the NES versions just paled in, comp- in comparison. And um, I gotta go with Operation Wolf and and Spy Hunter. Oh, now, okay, now if you compare it to the arcade, then yeah, yeah, okay. I loved. I it, it still wasn't a bad game on the NES, but I think it, it was harder on the NES than it was in the arcade. I think the control was a little bit harder. And, oh, definitely. You know it. It was, a, it was an awesome arcade game. And, you know, that's that's the thing about, like I said, about the, the NES arcade games. It just paled. Like, I, I have, um, so on my Wii, I uh, hacked it so I could play all of the old NES games. And I put I put Spy Hunter on it, and I, I couldn't play it. I tried. Yeah, that's, that's another one. Like, you know, like, like Defender, when you go back and you're like, oh, man, you're good. For that you know whatever that is that thousand second time when you're when you can get unlimited lives yeah and then you know and then after that ends i, I go maybe 30 seconds so i'm done yeah it's like you get that nostalgia out the way like oh man i remember this and they like um and i keep dying and i don't want to play this anymore yeah i mean you see you see when you see more of the truck that drops your car off than you actually see of, the, of your car yes it's probably time to turn the game off like, I just want to do the oil slick and the smoke screen. That's all I want to do. I know, and sometimes it was so hard to get them. Yes. Or you get it and it'd be missiles. Right. It's like, I don't want missiles, I want the, the oil slick. That game yeah. is incredible. They, we, we need we need a, a reboot to the game and we need a movie. Yeah. Yeah, that would have definitely been, probably been a better movie than, say, like Battleship or something like that. Hell yeah, it would have been. Some stupid Battleship. Well, the whole, the whole game itself is, is pretty much based on James Bond anyway, so... Exactly. So I think be the transporter with James Bond. Yeah. I think the next James Bond movies should uh, should have a little Spy Hunter music and it just says, like, an homage. Yeah, during the uh, one of the car chases. That would kick yeah. ass. That would kick ass. We gotta get on it. Yeah. And uh, as far as being overrated, I have one other overrated thing. It's not a game, but it's a, an accessory. And it's the Power Glove. Oh, yeah. That thing was so useless. It, it, it looked was. cool. Yeah, and the commercial looks like, oh man, you can play Mike Tyson's Punch Out with it, and you know, sort of the same idea that we have now when you know when you play Wii or, or you know, Xbox with you know, Connect or something like that, where you're, you know, where you're actually punching. That's what I thought it was going to be. Right, me too. Yeah, no, I didn't get it. My friend got it, but for those people who, who never actually you know saw one or used one, you like program, like if you moved your your index finger, that would be like the A button. <laughs> and if you move like your middle finger, that would be like the B button or something like that. And the thing about the glove is it was so stiff that you get like like an in, like an insane workout just by moving along and, and moving your in, your index finger and your middle finger right. to the point where like you, you'd have like carpal tunnel syndrome if you played it. Enough. <laughs> yeah, we all thought it was a virtual fist, and you would just punch the air and. Yeah, that was ter- terribly uh, misleading marketing, but yeah. it worked temporarily. Yeah, because it looked it looked so good. 
but yeah, they suck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so what about underrated games? The games that people sleep on that were really a lot of fun. I think probably the number one game I have to say for this is uh, is uh, Rygar. Okay, now listen. Now, earlier in the show, I explained my Rygar story. Now, <laughs> it's one of the worst things that ever happened to me in the history of life. Now, did you? so you played it. Did you end it? I don't remember if I ended it or not, to be honest with you. Uh, I think it's with you. Uh, I think I did. Okay. But if I did, the ending must have been pretty terrible and, and not, not memorable at all. Well, very briefly. So, Rygar, and I'm going to let you speak upon Rygar because people need to know. The game was incredible. But, so you, you go around the whole landscape of the thing, and remember you climb up that mountain? Mm-hmm. So you can get to the end? Yep. I, I, I told the story, I played that game for damn near a month because I just paused it and go to school. And then I'd come back and play some more because there was no battery pack. Yeah. I get, I get all the way up there. I'm getting ready to, you know, end it. And I think one of, you know, the birds that dropped the eggs? Yeah. Hit me in the head and I died and I could it was it. <laughs> oh, man. But 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 please exp- explain. Tell people about the right guy. Well, the the story itself was never really been clear. Never as playing the game. Like you just kind of start, and you know, just like any NES game, you, you see these things coming towards you, and you you know, you figure you're, just, you're supposed to kill them. You know, little do you know that in, in reality they're just your friends and they're coming to hang it. No. <laughs> but uh, no. But I don't know. The the gameplay itself was fun, although the game was like incredibly glitchy I don't know if you, you know you have like certain scenes where it would just like the screen would pause temporarily and it would be yeah. really strange but you basically have like this sort I don't even know what your weapon is exactly it's, a, it's like a shield on a string on a chain I always thought it was more like a yo-yo <laughs> Rygar with battle action yo-yo yeah you know sponsored by Duncan yes I have the butterfly. <laughs> but you, yeah, you have like this this yo-yo shield type item, and and the the cool thing is, as you go through the game, you uh, you know it would like upgrade, and mm-hmm. the the yo-yo string would get longer and longer. And uh, you had to go to like these wise men in different places. They lived in like trees or uh, just random doors in, in the middle of a, you know, on the side of a rock or something like that. And they were these huge, giant wise men that were sending you on this mission to defeat I forget what the creature's name was. Yeah. The, the I think it began with a B. No, I don't remember it either. But, but anyway, they just, it's basically What's the same that, Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah. I don't know where I was getting a B from. Mm, Bygar. Yeah. It, it was his gay cousin, Bygar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you have to defeat this creature and you know, not, when you mention it, I, I don't remember if I actually even finished the game or not because you're right, it didn't have even uh, you know one of, one of the overly complicated codes to, to write down. You just pretty much had to beat that game one sitting, and it was a pretty in-depth game that took a while. Oh, it, it took forever, and there was no instructions. <laughs> it was just, all right, go play. Yeah. Like, yeah, 
sometimes they, you know, sometimes they come with the booklet and they'd have the background story and things like that. But who, what what kid ever said, oh, before I, I play this game, let me read through this booklet and make sure that I know everything. And and plus, after that, when you're trading games with people, you just say, hey, I never seen this. Oh, here, take it. You got the yeah. no one one. No one said, hey, do you have the book? And two, nobody had the book. Yes. Yeah, if you, you're lucky if you get the the dust jacket that it that it was going. Oh yeah, those things. Are awesome. Yeah, I don't Perfect think they distinguish help. games with dust jackets. Yeah, mascots. <laughs> well, you know that this was the the era of uh, you know of records with you know albums that you put in in their little paper dust jacket before you slid them into the cardboard. Exactly. Album cover. And the the coolest of the bands and the groups had their uh had either like lyrics on that thing or they have additional art. Only yeah. the oh, cheapos only had just oh, I just put in a little white paper. Just, wasn't wasn't uh wasn't Thriller one like that that I had it on the. I think so. It was either that or you unfold it and it had it on the inside, but it was one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those were the things. Absolutely. Um, okay, anything else underrated? I can't believe yeah. I'm I'm not the only one that uh, remembers Rygar. Oh, yeah. Well, you didn't think about I didn't even have Rygar. Uh, my friend had it, and I just played it all the time over his house. But um, I don't know. I, I I went back, and I looked at the list I did for Under Scoop Fire with all the underrated games. I wanted to kind of pick up with some different ones. That I didn't mention that list. So um So we're getting we're gonna be more and exclusive? We're getting the stuff that Underscoop Fire didn't get? Yeah, this yeah, you called, are. Th- Absolutely. Yeah, take that, Corey Chapman. Scoop that. Oh, yes! <laughs> a game I don't know if a lot of people know this game either, but uh Solar Jetman. Solar Jetman. I do not know Solar Jetman. Solar Jetman was a was a game where basically you were, I think you were like a like a an intergalactic trash collector or something like oh, that. Shouts to Rock. Uh, Charles is dead in outer space. <laughs> no, it would have been great if they got if they had his license in that. That's what the character looked like. Rock, rock in space. Damn it, Joey. <laughs> But uh, you had to like go down to different planets, and uh, you'd like land your your big ship, and then you were in this little like anti gravity pod that you'd maneuver kind of like uh, the ship in asteroids. Oh, okay. And you'd have to find these these pieces of spacecraft and use like a tractor beam and pick them up and then bring them to your ship and then go out and get more. And in order to leave a planet, you had to basically collect all the right pieces and then you leave it. You go to the next planet. You know, it was it was a really tough game because. Because, you know, as you're going in, into, like, caves to get things, there are aliens shooting at you and stuff like that. So it was kind of like asteroids on steroids. Hmm. In a way. Uh, it came in the roids, but... That's right. <laughs> Remember those games, though, the NES games, that, you know, they were hard as it, as it were, but they added the... All right, if you go inside there, you can't touch the sides of anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I got people is... shooting at me. I got a task, and I can't touch anything. Yeah, like the game isn't hard enough. You got to make it ten times harder. Absolutely. Especially the games where, oh, you, if, if you touch a side, you don't just lose a little bit of energy. You, you blow up immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I think that, you know, spacecraft and, and, and video games are made out of, you know, fireworks or something like that yeah. 
They're made of uh, gunpowder and despair. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to live in that future. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll stick to this. This, this is a shoddy material. These were not made in China. <laughs> uh, another game I liked was, was Skate or Die. Yes, Skate or Die was dope. Now they had a sequel to that too. Well, they actually, I think they had Skate or Die too, but another one was Ski or Die. It was like snowboarding and, and skiing. Wow. Which was, I think it was actually, it might have even been more fun than Skate or Die. Because one of the, you know, like in Skate or Die, there were like, I don't know, four or five different event type things that you could do. Mm-hmm. Well, Ski or Die, it was the same way. And one of them was uh, a snowball fight. Oh, that's cool. And you'd be up on like this, this, snow fortress or snow castle or something like that and these kids are coming at you from all four directions and you had to push up or down or left or right and you'd have to then you'd have to target the kid and throw snowballs at him and then if you hit um like there'd be like a pile of snowballs you shoot that and you get like rapid fire snowballs and you're shooting them throwing them like it's a machine gun it, it, it was a fun game because I remember the original skater that had that guy on it that looked like Rodney Dangerfield. He's on Ski or Die also. He's just wearing a snowsuit. <laughs> Ice. <laughs> and, uh, I don't, and then, now, I'm a history person. Okay. So, I, I kind of liked a lot of, like, the historical type games. And there were a couple games. Uh, one of them was, was a game called Pirates, where you basically, you know, you're like a, a ship captain. You can go after pirates, and you've got to... You know, you're basically in the Caribbean, and it's it's almost like an authentic map of, uh, of the Caribbean Sea, and you go from, from port to port, and you get, I guess, kind of like missions here and there, and you got to go out and get pirates, and you and as as you go through the game, you get bigger and bigger ships, and it was a pretty fun game. And the the thing about that is, in order to know where you were, you had to use the game actually had a sextant, so you actually had to wow. like use it, and and I up until when I played that game, I had no idea what it was, but I actually learned how sextant worked or, or how ships would be able to tell where they were at sea based on, on where the sun was. So not only was it fun, but it was educational. You know, I'm all about education. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. But uh, then there was another game called uh, called Silent Service. It was a World War II submarine game. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cool thing about that game is you could have both controllers and one person could control the periscope and the other person would actually like sear the ship sort of. so you can actually play with like a captain and you know uh i don't know what the person's called that that sears the, su- the submarine but that person like if they uh if like a destroyer got over you and was dropping depth charges on you there was a way where you could release debris from your ship like fake debris yeah and try to and try to trick the uh the destroyer into thinking that, that you were something that's dope yeah. So uh, that uh, I'm assuming you also had the um, what was it the um, 1942? Did you have that? Oh yeah, yeah. Those are those are fun games. 1942, and then I think they had 1943 also. Yeah, the Battle of Midway. Yeah. Now, which was the one where you where you were flying the plane? I think it was. I think it's like a P31 Lightning or something, or maybe not. Maybe maybe that's a Mustang. But so it's a plane <laughs> that had like the the. The two propellers. Yeah, the... that's uh, 42, I believe. Okay. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a fun game. Hard. Definitely hard. 
but um, and, and, and then you come up to the ships, and and the thing is, you'd always end up fighting this giant plane that had 50 guns on it, and it was it was a hundred times larger than you, right? Bigger than any plane that existence now, even. It's supposed to make you feel like you can achieve anything. It was the David and Goliath. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Um, annoying levels and bosses in the games. That you get, you get to a certain level, and it's just annoying. You can't beat it, or it took you too long to beat, or you get to a boss and they're just overpowered. Okay. Um, as far as levels are concerned, I'm gonna say not because I couldn't beat it, but because I, I just didn't find it very fun. I was not a fan of the ice world in Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh my god, I hated that. That one and the one where the screen kept moving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, stop dictating <laughs> how fast I have to complete this level. I mean, you're already giving me a timer. Right. And maybe I want to go back and I want to, yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty annoying and frustrating sometimes, but uh, I, you know it, it added to the challenge of the game, I guess. Yeah, that ice I, and the wind of blowing you slightly like, out. Yeah. yeah. And as as far as bosses are concerned, um, well, in I got I can think of a few. Um, in Double Dragon, I hated a Bobo. <laughs> I could never beat him without dying at least once. No matter what, you know, jump, you gotta jump kick him and he blocks it. And you gotta elbow him and he kicks you off, you know, kicks you and knocks you down. And and the other thing about, about Double Dragon is, is when you fell backwards, your guy's mouth would like, like gape open. Like. <laughs> That's what the entrance. Yeah. I mean, like he was really scared to be falling. It was more than the average person. And uh, the other one in that game, and I, I could never get past him, was. Uh, the guy with the machine gun. I think his name is Willie. Machine gun Willie? Yeah, machine gun Willie. I could never get past that guy. Oh. And, it, and it was always a, such a challenge just getting to him. You know, and then every time I got to him, I died. I never, never, I didn't, still to this day, I haven't beaten Double Dragon. Yeah, machine gun Willie's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, Castlevania, I gotta say Frankenstein's monster. Oh, yeah. I love Castlevania. But I could never get past that point, that part. I never, never. I wouldn't even know what Dracula looked like in Castlevania because I can't get past Frankenstein's monster. That was another game where I just pretty much had to figure out how to play myself. I didn't have any bug or anything. I was just like, oh, so I'll just do this now. Yeah, that was a good thing though about NES games that you could pick them up and, and learn them pretty quickly. Not like today. Oh yeah. Um. And. That, this isn't a boss, but in, uh, in in Ninja Gaiden, the birds. Listen, I try to I try to tell classic. The birds are the most annoying. You you're playing, you you you're jumping through the air, you're feeling good, and then you, oh shit, bird. You could go the whole level and not get hit once. You jump through the air, bird hits, and you fall off a cliff or something like that. Oh, so annoying. Uh, according according to classic, you have to time it. There's a, there's a certain time. Uh, whatever. Yeah, well, he's, he's probably right, but... He's not. He's never right. <laughs> yeah, but I found them incredibly annoying and difficult. Agreed. Uh, um, now, uh, out of the games that you played, 
what were the hardest ones to end outside of Castlevania? Hardest ones to end or that you never ended? Um, I think the, the number one one that I have to say that I've, I've never even gotten close to ending is probably... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on record and say this is probably the hardest game ever made. Um, it's Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts and Goblins. I mean, you got you have you have two hits in that entire game. <laughs> you, you have your armor, you lose your armor, and, and then you, your naked body gets hit, and you and you. Yeah, that's a wrap. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't think I ever made it even to the second level. Like that. <laughs> Before I got frustrated and turned it off. Yeah, I, I can see that. I don't think I got too far on that either. Yeah, the princess was uh she was not getting rescued. Yeah, she can save herself. Yeah, she can call Mario because uh, <laughs> Sir Arthur, whatever the, the character's name is, is not coming. Yeah, Sir Sir Arthur, and she was kidnapped by Satan. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I'm just a knight. I don't think that's in my league. Yeah, I'm gonna go this way. And that, and that, that's probably the uh, the, the strangest uh, I don't know, look of Satan that I've ever seen. Yeah. In, in any movie, TV show, video game, anything, he's like a bearded. He's got a blue bearded head, and <laughs> looks like a mutated Grover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or uh, what was it? Uh, My pet monster. Yeah. yeah he, he escaped his orange chains and kidnapped a princess. Exactly. And and now I have to go uh, rescue my little armor my little stupid armor <laughs> oh my god okay um now the games that you played and you ended what was the most satisfying one you played it and you, you felt you felt like you accomplished something you felt good about it or it was just really a cool ending because a lot of the games you ended and they'll say oh thanks the end yeah yeah <laughs> like i've been playing this thing since april can you give me a little? That's you know that that's definitely one area, one of quite a few areas where modern games are just so much better. The endings are just you know it's like watching a movie or something like that. But um, all right, probably the most satisfying one that I've ended just because of, of how much I felt like I've accomplished is I gotta go with Final Fantasy. But that being said, the ending of Final Fantasy was so confusing, I didn't even understand exactly what happened. <laughs> You're like, oh, I can't believe that. Wait a minute. They did what? Who? Where are they going? I don't I don't know what just happened. And then, and then credits. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, uh, I don't know what happened. So yeah, I guess they want you to play it again so you can figure it out. But... All those games, uh, the credits were longer than the actual ending sequence. Yeah, and that's frustrating too when you when you couldn't skip past the credits. Because oh. you you thinking, all right, there might be something after the credits. Yeah, Nick Fury's gonna show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you'd, have, you'd have to watch all the credits, all the all the uh, you know the Japanese names that come through that. Yeah, I have a little bit of difficulty reading. Yeah, you can't pronounce them. It's like, oh, key grip. Tacho Sasafuki. Yeah. He did excellent work on that torch <laughs> in the dungeon. <laughs> the guy rocks. Like, we're going to play other games and say, oh, I wonder if Tacho did that. <laughs> that looks like a Tacho torch right there. Yeah. I know that guy's work. 
<laughs> Gonna go to his booth at the Comic Con. <laughs> Bring the game, hey! You're my favorite torch maker ever. Yeah. You ever thought about expanding to uh, flames, flamethrowers? <laughs> Eventually, you can work his way into flashlights. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, real quick, rapid fire. This or that. Uh, Solomon's Key or Castle Quest? Uh, I gotta go with Solomon's Key. Solomon's Key is dope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, controller, NES Advantage or NES Max? The Advantage, definitely. Ah, it's too big. It is, it is big, but I never understood the point of the, of the Max. It, it'd be one thing if, like, that little red circle in the middle, if that actually moved anything, but you gotta hit the black circle on the outside to actually move your controller. But I had the, the turbo. That's true. When 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 a game required turbo, well, so did the so did the advantage. Yeah, but you had to have a briefcase to carry that damn thing. <laughs> All right, uh, Metroid or Mega Man? Mega Man. Ah, look, see, he's, he's sexist, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you, you know, know I, I didn't know I, that that was a female when I was playing the game. I think probably most people didn't. Yeah. I think I think I'm a you know. I don't. I never owned Metroid. I played it a few times at friends' houses and things like that. So, I think if I put more time into it, maybe I'd, I'd say Metroid. But uh, Mega Man was a game I owned and played a lot more. Yeah, Mega Man's incredible. Um, Ghosts and Goblins or Castlevania? Oh, definitely Castlevania. I can make it a little bit further. Cause yeah, you hate Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, the track and field games, one or two? Oh, um, well. Let me give let me give you a little bit, bit of background here before I answer. Okay. Um, my, I, I used to I used to run track and field. I, I was a track and, track coach. So I gotta go with track and field one because of its authenticity. Because if you look at track and field two, there's about out of the I don't know 15 events, it's probably only about five of those events that are actually track and field events. Really, it's it, that game should have just been called Olympics one, or Olympics two, or something like that. <laughs> Oh, well, let's see. He had uh, clay pigeon shooting. Uh, yeah. He had uh, hang gliding. Yeah, it was uh, diving and... Uh... Arm wrestling. <laughs> okay. Touche. Freestyle swimming. <laughs> okay, I see that. But that game was... That game was... That was a tough game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm... Well... Any of the any of the, the the events where you basically had to press the A and B buttons in rapid succession. Yes. It was you know if you're going against the computer, you, you're not going to win. It's. We all had our different techniques. Like um, one person, um, you, you take your you take your finger and you wrap it in your t-shirt and you take your knuckle. So now your knuckle's covered by your t-shirt and you run it across the uh, controller really fast. The two buttons. So I've seen people use uh, batteries, and yep. I've seen people use ping batteries. pong balls. I've never seen the ping pong ball. Huh. Yeah, I, I did the shirt, and I did the battery, <clears throat> and then I tried the um, uh, double finger typewriter. Yeah. But that you, you never get fast enough with that. No. That was just a flaw in the game. Yeah. Unless you get the, uh, the, the trackpad. <laughs> yeah. Look like an idiot. <laughs> um, RBI or bases loaded? 
Not yeah, bases I... loaded too. Oh. Regular um, bases loaded. Uh, I'm still gonna have to go with, with bases loaded. Oh, man. RBI was cool because it had, you know, it did have all the real players. It had the Bash but... Brothers. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. But I think that was about all it had going for it. I think it, it pales in comparison to in every other way the bases loaded. If bases loaded had the real players, it would have been well, I mean that game would have been just Oh yeah. By far the best game, baseball game on uh on the NAS period. I think I loved RBI because that's what we used to play that game for hours at the at the arcade. Yeah, again, well, that's, again, I mean, that was the, that was when arcades were better than the systems we had in our houses. Oh, hell yeah. Missed arcade days. Yeah. Well, okay. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a break here. Uh, that was good NES talk. Um, and then after this, the fifth. All right. You down with that? Uh, absolutely. All right. Let's get it. Before PlayStation 3 or Sega Genesis, I played a game called Gradius on my 8-bit Nintendo NES. But this side shooter was too hard for me, and another game had the same difficulty. In 1988, it was the Big C, Contra made by Konami. Both of these games have very hard modes. I lost so much I thought I would explode. Then I met a friend and the story he told was about a very special code. He said, Black Nerd, this is no jive. You put this code and you'll get extra lives. But stay select, I gotta thank this guy. Because of him, Konami games, I survive. All I gotta do is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, then start. All I gotta do is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, then start. All I gotta do is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, then start. All I gotta do is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, then start. Now Contra can't beat me when my plus lives equal 30. Gradius and Super C beat them both without using a game genie. Even the TMNT uses the Kawabunga code of Konami. I'm even trying to see if I can use the code in motion on my Wii. No one from Nintendo plays games like us. We beat Castlevania, Contra, and Gradius. Unlimited lives, they select power ups. I'm a big battle toe, you just a kid, Icarus. No one from Nintendo plays games like us. We beat Castlevania, Contra, and Gradius. Unlimited lives, they select power ups. Like the controller, we've got the next advantage. All I gotta do is up, up, down, down, left. 
Welcome back to the show. This is the, the, the NES 8-bit <laughs> the NES show with uh, my, my good friend B-more uh, Brian. What's it what's the uh, what's the number for? Uh, it was my initiation number into my fraternity in college. I like that. Look at that ass, you know. Yeah. Um, we're here talking uh, NES, but now it's time for the fifth. One, two, three, four, five. Time for the fifth. Okay. Five random questions. Very simple questions. Um, question number one what was your preferred method of making the games work we talked about this did you so you blew blew on the game you 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 say you slide it in a little bit and slam it down yep okay it worked 95 percent of the time remember when the uh, red light would keep flashing and you had to time it and hit the reset button and then to keep it on no, I didn't know that you had to do that. Oh, yeah. It'll, like, sometimes you put the game in, and it's just the screen will flash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's the red light is flashing on the Nintendo, and if you time it and hit the reset button, then it'll stop. Oh. That's, I, I don't know why. I didn't know that. I, I think I used to just turn it off and blow, <laughs> blow into, into it harder and then slam it even harder. Yeah, we had uh, one of my friends, he would, he, had, he would tap the left side a certain number of times, Tap the right side and then put it in. Everyone has superstitions and uh, ridiculous. Um, question number two: If you could live the life of any video game character in the game, which would it be? Uh, I, I think I have to go. I think I have to go with Mega Man. Hmm. I, I think it would be cool to be able, you know, Mega Man posts, you know, like after the game has been beaten and you have the powers of all the other robots. <laughs> you just go around and be the king of the world. Yeah. But I think I would use my powers for evil. I think I would be like one of the, you know, one of the evil robots that Mega Man has to beat. I think I would, you know, become like them. So you'd be Mega More. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, for the uh, Wii U that's coming out, make sure you get one of the launch titles, Mega Morn. Um, you're uh, a very evil, powerful robot, and um, your mission is to kill everything. <laughs> so, um, okay, question number three. Why do people hate Zelda 2 so much? Uh, this is... This- you can answer this question on so many different levels. Uh, now, I like Zelda 2. Yeah, I don't... I wouldn't say that I hate it either. But people loathe Zelda 2. I think people that, that really hate it hate it because it's it's more difficult than the original Zelda and l- slightly less fun. <laughs> you know, I, I think... When, when I think when people bought it, they were looking for something that was a lot more like the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah, they were definitely not looking for side scroll. Yeah. And, you know, the castles were repetitive. 
Not that not that in the castles weren't a little bit repetitive in the original Zelda, but they were repetitive in, in like the annoying way. Like in the worst parts. And then uh now the thing about that game is I think the thing that sticks out to me most from from uh from Zelda 2 was that one uh, female villager that you talked to that uh Looks like Carmen Miranda. She's like carrying a basket on her head. Yeah. See, you had good cameos in that in that game. I yeah. think that was actually Carmen. <laughs> I think it was. I think I saw her in the credits. It was right after uh, uh, Tachi. Or... <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's, that's. I guess that's fair. I, th- I thought it was a dope game. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It wasn't the first Zelda, and I think that's why you know and. And uh, when they when they had uh, a link to the past on the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. it it went back to being top down, and that was a great game. Yeah, they, they said we want people to actually buy this game. Yeah, and it's good they did that. I mean, what what would uh, Nintendo look like now if, if you know they had continued to to you know make a, a third Zelda more like the second than the first? It, but have died as a series. Yeah, you got you. You're right. They tried to make everything Mario. They wanted everything to size for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, question number four. Now, you got to think about this. Don't make any rash decisions. Okay. For five thousand dollars cash, no taxes. We're not even gonna tell the IRS. You know, it's summertime, so it's hot, and a lot of times when it's uh, summer, people like to uh, you know, play in the water and the sprinklers and everything, right? Yep. For $5,000 in cash, would you take eight passes on a slip and slide? You know, slip and slide, everyone knows slip and slide. Yep, yep. But instead of water, it's giraffe piss. <laughs> so... so. <laughs> $5,000 cash, though. On a slip and slide coat of a giraffe piss. Yes. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'd, it, I've never smelled giraffe piss. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's wonderful. It's quite lovely. Well, they're... You think you got to look at what they eat. They're, you know, they're, they're eat mostly leaves. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, a, you know, it's not like they're meat eaters. Yeah, I see. Uh... Cold hard cash, Brian. It's over the summer. Summertime. Now, is it? Would it be at my house? Would it be out in a public park? Um. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's um it's at the park. <laughs> um. It's next to the Phoenix roller coaster. <laughs> I'm gonna say. There's gonna be a crowd, and again, people are gonna be watching that. No, they might not. They might not look. They might just say, "Oh, just another guy in giraffe urine." You know, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say yes, and I'm gonna say not only, not only yes, but I would take you said eight, eight passes in the slip and slide. Yeah, eight passes. I would even take sixteen passes if you, if you doubled it to ten thousand. <laughs> because once you've slipped and slided in giraffe piss once. Yeah. You know, what's another 15 times? And for a good 10 grand, I suppose you're right. Absolutely. What if, all right, so what if they what if they said, great, 
We will give we will we will double it for you, but for your last three passes you had to keep your mouth open. Oh. <laughs> well at at that point you probably would have gotten some some piss in your mouth anyway, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is the alternate title of this show, uh, EDP Pissing Your Mouth. <laughs> now, if you had told me that it was, uh, like, gorilla piss or something like that, then it, Oh, um, yeah, we got to draw the answer. line somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, Donkey Kong uh, <laughs> piss in her mouth. <laughs> That's just preposterous. <laughs> okay. Uh... Question number five. The last question out of fifth. Again, thinking hat on. You can't make a rash decision here. What would you rather have happen? The Incredible Hulk punch you in the chest one time. <laughs> or, after a huge Mexican dinner, sit in a locked closet during a pull my finger contest between Norm from Cheers and Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Um, well, this 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 question is actually an easy question for me because uh, I'm a, I'm a, a, a huge Red Sox fan. Of course. So I would gladly oh, sit no. sit in a closet with Norm from Cheers and, and David Ortiz, and you know I could get past the fact. Well, you know, if I've eaten, uh, if I've had the Mexican dinner too, I'd, I'd probably be. You've had nothing. You're uh, just walking. No- you're just well, walking yeah. out off the street. I mean, yeah, that's okay because uh, my wife would tell you that I don't have to eat Mexican to stick up a closet. Oh. <laughs> um, so I would gladly, uh, for the opportunity to, to to hang out with David Ortiz, I would I would uh, gladly do that. The sounds and the smells in that closet, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <sighs> Um, uh, perfect Uh, I I love it good answers thank you Uh, at this point in the show is where I'd like to give um, a guest a time to do any plugs or shout outs or promote what they're doing or what they like or what they're watching on TV anything or say how great my show is and um, you know because I'm a nice guy like that so uh, right now the floor is yours whatever you want to say all right. Well, I, I, first, I just want to thank you again for having me on the show. I've, I've been uh, a fan of it since uh, since you started doing it, and uh, I'm definitely honored to to appear on it. Um, I hope I hope I've done it justice. Um, as far as shoutouts, uh, you know, plugs and things like that, um, you can follow me at bmorin54, um, and you can uh, I'm an occasional contributor to Underscoop Fire, so you can. Definitely check that out. We have something big in the works uh, right now. Uh, I think I think we're probably going to be releasing uh, in podcast form uh, later on this month. So, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it or anything like that. But, but keep on lookout for that. I'm gonna find out off the air later. <laughs> yeah, it's something we've been working on since the spring. So um, there's that. And then uh, you know I I don't I don't really blog anything I write I pretty much you know I can I write up for either for Underscoop Fire uh, you can look at my pin, my Pinterest page at again at uh, pinterest.com slash bmorn54 um, I update that got some cool pictures and things like that you know not like 
what a lot of women have and things like that with like room decoration and uh oh come on it's nice though although i do have foods that i want to eat on it That's nice just, um and then uh the last shout out i i she's upstairs she doesn't even know i'm gonna do this i'll have to make sure she listens to the podcast but, but uh tomorrow is my my wife's and my 10-year uh wedding anniversary so i want to uh, wish her a happy anniversary well congrats thank you it's nice well um I thank you again for coming on the show, for putting up with uh, me and my, my questions, and uh, giraffe urine. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, one more time, we're failing and, 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 and big poppy farts. <laughs> right on. Nintendo newsletter? Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. You mean you haven't played it yet? We can play it on my Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Octoroks, Tech Tech's Levers, too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. Yeah, go, Link. Yeah, get some. Awesome. Intense. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Your parents help you hook it up. The Legend of Zelda sold separately. Yeah, I think that was Zelda 2. That my man running around talking about Zelda. Yeah, people hate that game. Yeah, uh, once again, I want to thank uh, Brian Moran for coming through and NESing it up with me. And happy anniversary. Um, this is my five time. And today's list is the top five cartoon cats. <laughs> hey, why not? Um, now, I'm not doing Thundercats. Not adding any Thundercats or superhero uh, felines with feline powers. Um, so, no Sabretooth or Wolverine or whatever. Just basic cats that were in cartoons or comics. So, uh, number five, Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss was dope just off the lingo alone. The heavens, the Mercatroid, and the exit of the stage left to right, even. <laughs> One of the coolest cats on the planet. Uh, number four, Garfield. Garfield was lazy, but he was funny. And, and, and what shored up his spot was two things. One, the constant and consistent dissing of Odie. <laughs> And most importantly, two, the mailing of Nermal to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> that will always make me laugh. <laughs> Mail somebody to Abu Dhabi. Um, number three, Heathcliff. Now, Heathcliff could be five, but I put him there because he's a scrapper. His chick was whack, <laughs> and he looked like Sugar Bear from EU, <laughs> but... He was the toughest cat out. 
and he was feared. He was, his name rang bells in the neighborhood. He took down Boom Boom Pacini and the Siamese twins. <laughs> so, you know, shout-outs to Heathcliff and uh, Grandpa and Spike. Number two, Stimson J. Cat. Now, Stimpy is a surprise this high, but he's hilarious. You know, Ren was a great straight man, but Stimpy was off the gritty kitty cat letter and the muddy mud skipper show. <laughs> and uh, don't whiz on the electric fence with his cousin Sven. Yeah, he gets denied right there. <laughs> and number one, it, it really goes without saying, and I really don't have to say much about a man uh, in the early days they called him Jasper <laughs> but you all know him as Tom the Cat you know he had to be number one off the is you is or is you ain't or uh, and the zoot suit the zoot suit alone <laughs> you had to throw him in there it's not much I need to say about Tom he holds it down and 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 that's the less uh, shout outs to Riff Raff because uh, I wanted to put him out there. He had the baddest chick in the game. Cleo, hottest cat, out. She's better than Chitara and everybody else. <laughs> uh, and he had a crew, but overall he was useless. Um, shout outs to Top Cat, Pink Panther, uh, Asriel, uh, Mad Cat, Respect the Gadget, Battle Cat, No Cringer, um, Sylvester. You know, he kept getting beat up by kangaroos, so we can't put him in there. And uh, Hobbs, Calvin and Hobbs. And uh, special shouts to OG Readmore. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the list. You can disagree if you want to put some honorable mentions up there. Leave a comment on the site or uh, send an email to podcast at eclecticrelaxation.com. That's podcast at E-C-L-E-C-T-I-K Relaxation.com Speaking of which I do have my You know, like I'm 20 something If you count uh, bonus shows I'm 24, 25 shows in And I received my first piece of fan email Today What does that say? That says that no one likes the show. (laughs) But anyway, I'm going to read my my first piece of fan mail. So um, I I need some some fan mail uh, reading music. There we go. Um, This email is from uh, Sherry Corbin. Uh, If you're you're on Twitter, uh, you will know Sherry Corbin as at Sherry's Joy. S-H-E-R-R-Y-S-J-O-Y. And it says, Hey, Eclectic, that's me. I wanted to send you some podcast love. As you know, I'm a new listener to the show, and I'm so mad that I didn't start sooner. Thankfully, there's only 18 episodes, and I can play catch-up easier. I'm really enjoying this podcast. I think the flow is great. The music and clips in the background are outstanding. And I totally get to have the end of end theme of good times stuck in my head all night. I really like your interview style and the this or that questions are great and really make me think about the questions and answer them myself. While listening to the show, I find myself constantly either answering your questions or talking out loud to my Stitcher. Shout out to Stitcher Radio. And if you're listening on Stitcher, hit the thumbs up and the tweet button. Back to the email. 
The show covers almost every source of entertainment and I find myself getting lost in each episode. I can tell you make your guests feel comfortable and there is truly never a dull moment. The stories you tell at the beginning of the episode are funny and they bring back memories from my childhood. Got yourself a new dedicated listener. I'm so glad I checked you out. Thank you for great and entertaining content. Cherish joy. Now, listen, if that's going to be my first and or only email uh, listener fan appreciation, then that's a perfect way to have it set off. So I <laughs> thank you uh, for for the kind words, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to live up to those uh, lofty standards. Um, I have a new iTunes review. New iTunes review so we can keep the uh, the, the reading music going. Yes. Um, this is uh, regarding the Slow Jams episode with Slim J. Um, it says, thoroughly enjoying this Slow Jams episode with special guest Slim J. Good choice for a guest. She's relaxed and knowledgeable and sexy. Even though I'm not the most informed music <laughs> musical expert, it's easy to listen to you to discuss these songs and groups from my childhood. I remember a lot of songs, but never remember their titles. I like the part where you played the interlude from a TLC CD. I believe that's where it came from. Uh, where they did the prank call. Yeah, never heard that before. Never collected many CDs growing up. I also love the Jamie Foxx. Uh, stand up being used during the break got me thinking of things like that I can use on Click Nation shows. So if it's a Click Nation show, it could be one of four people. And this particular review is from Tim Dog 98, Tim D-O-Double-G, and the D-O-Double-G stands for Daily Operation Get Girls, Get Green, Get Got. <laughs> so I appreciate that, uh, um, Mr. Mr. Dog 98. And uh, I'm going to try to keep on, keeping on. And he's going to have to come back on the show. He hasn't been on the show since uh, episode two, the, the Gadget the gadget Show. So we got to get that popping off. Um, okay. Uh, the website, eclecticrelaxation.com. Um, there's a lot of content up there, so I want to give shouts to the people who's actually taking time out of their busy schedule to read and comment. So shout-outs to The Intellect, Ben Bolton, Coco, Count Marzo, Dex, and Howard the Deck for the comments on the site. Um, there's posts about me and, and, and my, my obsession with fashion, uh, the greatest toy guns we played with growing up, the women I'm looking forward to watching in these uh, Olympics <laughs> coming up, me and my picky eating, a bunch of stuff. Check it out when you get a chance. Um, eclecticrelaxation.com um, now this show you know you're listening iTunes um, you can subscribe you can listen to it on Stitcher add a station thumbs up hit the tweet button if you don't have iTunes and you don't have Stitcher listen and stream live directly off the website eclecticrelaxation.com or their uh, RSS feed follow the show on Twitter at podcast EDP. Um, so that's a whole bunch of that stuff. Let me wrap it up. Uh, thank you again to Brian. Happy anniversary. Um, special shout outs to the EDP announcer, Devin. You're listening to EDP. Um, the next show will be here before you know it. 
who knows what it'll be about. Uh, trust me, it'll be uh, a show. <laughs> if you haven't heard all the episodes, do like Sherry's Joy is doing right now and catch up. There's there's nothing topical, so they, they, they're not outdated. You can listen to the first show like it was fresh. Uh, that's the Mary J. Blige Killer R&B. You can listen to every show because I don't do topical uh, current event stuff because that gets old. You know, my show's going to live forever. They're going to be the uh, Monbra. They're ever living. <laughs> uh, so, you know, check those shows out. Catch up. Listen to the bonus, show, the, the bonus shows. Um, and in the meantime, in between time, Devin. Appreciation. Yes, appreciation. Yeah, you know how we do at this time of the show, but um, in light of uh, Sherman Hemsley passing, you know, one good time, one extra good time for for George Jefferson and uh, Deacon Ernest Fry, you know, we're feeling. We're going to take it out. videotape always. Anyway, I know you're all busted up over me being dead. I don't blame you. I miss me too. I was a great man. Willis, put down those peanuts. Anyway, I died a rich man was the worst part of dying. <laughs> so, since I couldn't take it with me, here's how I'm dividing it up. I, George Jefferson, being of sound mind and body. <laughs> I heard that, Florence. Do hereby leave the bulk of my estate to my beloved wife, Louise so that she may live her remaining years in comfort. I know you'll be joining me soon, Weave. Because you just can't stand to live without me. In the meantime, don't do anything stupid. Like giving our money away or becoming a nun. Don't forget, I got my eyes on you from up here. Or down there. I just want you to know, Weez, that you gave me more happiness in my lifetime than any man could hope for. You made me rich in joy. I only hope I did the same for you. By the way, feel free to spend as much as you want on my monument. Didn't call me, you know, but never mind, because the guilt should be plenty. 
I leave a trust fund so that he may take care of his wife, Jenny, and my granddaughter, Jessica. You be good to Jessica, Lionel. She was the light of my life, even if she did have an accident on my favorite Harris Tweed coat. <laughs> to my friends, Tom and Helen Willis, I leave, well, let me put it this way. Close your eyes. <laughs> what do you see? and even more important, you've been good friends. So, I'm leaving an incredibly generous donation to the Help Center in your name. Well, that about does it. I can't think of anyone else. Hey, what about me? <laughs> Lawrence, I bet you're saying, what about me? <laughs> well, don't worry, I left you something. Anybody out there got a quarter? I don't know how to say this, because I never had to say it before, but what the hell, I'm dead. <laughs> I like you, Florence. You're family to me, so to Florence Johnston, I leave a trust fund set up in her name so that she'll never have to worry about money as long as she lives. Florence, if you have reached the age of 65, then you receive the trust fund. And if you're not 65, you sure look it. <laughs> <laughs>